What will you do to unlock innovation? In today's fast-paced world, innovation might not be enough. Tomorrow's pioneers of change will need to be agile, able to adapt, and committed like never before. Your host, Santa Vending, invites you to listen in and join business leaders from around the world as they share their visions for success in our future business challenges. Welcome to Mind Innovation. I'm your host, Sana Dinding. I'm always excited to learn. And in today's podcast, we're going to talk about how to foster innovative thinking and the challenge within organizational development. I want to welcome Charlotte Allen. She has over 20 years of experience within leading change, organizational development, and innovation. And she's the CEO of Rebel Successful Leaders. So welcome, Charlotte. I'm, I'm ex really excited about our chat today. Thank you so much, Sana, for having me. I'm really excited about minding innovation as well. Yeah. So, uh, so let let's start here. So, you, where does your passion for organization development and innovation come from? Right. So, for me, the passion around organizational development and change and innovation comes from seeing so many wonderfully creative, brilliant people in primarily the STEM fields feel so unsatisfied with what they're being able to deliver, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I feel as though a lot of times the innovation is amazing, the ideas are amazing, and they just don't launch, right? They don't get momentum, they don't move forward. Organizational change and innovation still fail yeah. at a greater than 70% rate. So as a human race, we have not figured that out. Um, and I really truly am passionate about helping people get to that 30% that succeeds. Yeah. So how do you, is it through looking at success stories or pilots of, of how innovation has, has successed, or do you also learn from the failures? Where, where is the biggest learnings in this process? Right. So I think, of course, um, failure is important. And honestly, failure is not something to be feared. Failure is a learning yeah. It provides us with learning. So failures are important to see, but also successes. Um, and, and I would say that um, something in the STEM field that I've noticed is that so many people are so good at whatever their sort of expertise area is that they often overlook or go beyond the people parts yeah. of what change and innovation should be. So that is really where I focus. So, so can you share an example of what, what that looks like? Sure. So um, I have a client who is going through, let's call it digital transformation. So an IT project. Yeah. Um, they have a technical solution on board. They are moving through that, you know, timeline, moving through their, you know, matrix. They are implementing their, their solutions. Um, and then what happens is, is that they end up doing a lot of what we would call fire drills. They end up you know, getting folks upset or people across the organization aren't sharing yeah. or people yeah. say they don't know what's going on or, or people will say, I'm not sure I'm on board with that. So then what happens as an organization, their projects stall, they end up spending more money in delays. They end up um, totally uh, blowing by their timelines, right? And it's not for the fault of the technology usually is the, the culprit. It's really the fault of let's engage my people. Let's get the ideas from a collaborative perspective from my organization. Let's 
win their hearts and get them motivated for this organizational change that we're moving forward and how that affects them in their part of the organization. Um, so that's really the turning point. It can save organizations money. It can save time. It can truly foster that collaborative spirit, which I think not many people can put a dollar figure against, but it yeah. definitely helps with speed of execution yeah. and yeah. distraction. So, so does, does that touch as well that you're, you're working on or you're evolving, you know, the, the company culture as well? Mm -hmm. Culture is a very, very important aspect of this. So the company culture plays a critical role as we all probably understand. Culture is king or queen, right? Yeah. Depending on what it is. <laughs> and culture is super, super important. So it is, it is important that we understand what each cultural element of an organization is all about because that is typically where you find your nuggets of transformation for that organization. Yeah. So what have you seen? Because with my experience, there's, there's the company culture, it's how you trust each other, it's how you communicate, it's all the different teams, but you also have the, the background, we're all different. And that can be we're coming from different parts of the world. So we communicate differently uh, mm -hmm. based on either the, the, the culture we grew up in, or it could also just be the, the family that you grew up in, right? Do you actually have a big voice? Mm -hmm. Do you, you don't give you say your opinion right so how how do you how do you go in and help um, an organization to make sure that they listen to all these different areas and and build a healthy uh, company culture mm -hmm. so I, I will say i've worked both in a global organization where we have a multitude of cultural different global cultures and yeah. we struggle to all come together and i've also worked within organizations where you know, you're primarily within a country or your commonalities are larger than your differences. And quite honestly, the, the facet that I focus on is really as people, as an individual, we each bring or have the opportunity to bring something unique that only we can bring, right? And if we are, as people, able to bring that forward, we are more engaged in our work. Yeah. Okay. So it starts with what's our uniqueness and it starts with our abilities to feel good about bringing that forward okay so if you can get an organization to understand those two parts then it's really about okay now i have a team of like 10 or 15 people working on an initiative who are all unique and different who yeah. are all bringing something unique and different and then how does the leader or does that team work to to sort of not squash any one of those very unique ideas. And that is, I don't believe that's something we're teaching. I don't think that's something we're teaching in business these days. No. So, yeah. yeah. But what I've so, seen is also if you get, not everybody wants to get too personal, but if you can get a little right. bit personal, right, that that builds more trust in, in a team. Um, so you, you have a little bit more in, in common. Uh, or mm -hmm. you know what's going on at home, or you know what's 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 happening in their private yes. life, um, and it is. I think when you go to work, either if you're remote or you're in the office, it's still your second family, right? Because you you are <laughs> hanging out with them a lot. You, you spend a lot of time with those folks, and yeah. trust is key. Um, understanding something about the people that you're working with is critical. Yeah. Um, without delving too much into you know a vast 
you know, hours of conversation every day, right? That there are still elements of, of how we relate to people as people that I think we absolutely need to, to focus on to your point. Yeah. Trust, trust also comes into play as we trust people across our organization with information. Right, Because information is power. And if we are withholding information, right, which is very non-collaborative, then obviously that trust, either with you or with someone else, um, is damaged. So it it goes, once you've gotten that sort of, I know a little bit about you, personal trust, then it's really about do we all have that same bit of information or, or does that gate stop and keep certain people out and only allow others in? Yeah. So what, what do you do? Because again, the company is a, is a company and sometimes the, the trust will break um, or you will have some distrust mm-hmm. between teams. So what, what, are, what are some of the initiatives you can, you can start to, to build it up again and not just because you shouldn't give up? All right. You want to you wanna mm-hmm. succeed. You do. So, so I always say that even, even when it talk, even when I talk about people development, when I had a team of my own, it's best to do the work as it relates to a specific initiative. So in my mind, it's difficult to come in to an organization and just say, oh, we're going to change the culture. Um, you, You need to have, you know, an initiative, a transformation, a project, an activity that the organization or the team is going through. And then you align around that, you sort of build that boundary with what else can we do to support that? So as you're working through the specifics of that project, you are learning new skills, you're demonstrating behaviors, you are communicating in different ways. So it's, it's, it's mostly about setting up that structure around it, because when people change, when people are involved in something new and different, they have the best chance of absorbing new behaviors. Yeah. Okay. So if you're if you're just doing the same thing every day, it's very very difficult to absorb something new because that's what we're talking about. We're talking about new ways of doing things. So you have to be um, both supported by your organization at the top, and you have to be involved in marching towards something new for that to take effect. Yeah. So how do you how do you make time for it? Because it, it's it's um, I, I see with business, right? We have all these goals, you know, this is the revenue, this is where we're going. Um, and it's just like full speed. But sometimes yes. it's also helpful to slow down and make sure everything is correct and then get the processes right, get everything, everybody aligned, and then you can actually then speed up and that will be happy scenario, right? Mm-hmm. But how do you how do you get an organization to understand that they if, if, if you call it, I call it to slow down. Um, mm-hmm. how, how do you get them to, to open their eyes and saying, hey, it's, it's really important to, to, to slow down and make sure you have everybody um, within the team uh, on board on, on this initiative? Mm-hmm. So, so I don't usually use the word slow down. Um, <laughs> I, I, I tell a story often yeah. when I speak about um, a personal story about when I was uh, leading a team. And I think many people start or even progress throughout their career, leading teams where they are very focused on deliverables. You know, what's the what's the bottom line? How are we addressing this or that problem? How are we moving things through the organization? So the, the nuts and bolts, right? The nuts and bolts of how we get things done. And very often organizations um, do not focus intensely on their employee development, even if they have 
a part of their culture that allows that. And I tell a story because um, I, I am a scientist by background. And so a lot of what I try, um, I, I think of as an experiment, right? So I'm gonna, I'm gonna conduct an experiment, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. So I had a team of about 10 people at this time. And I said, okay, I'm gonna have an experiment. I am not gonna talk to any of them about their deliverables. I'm not gonna review their projects. I'm not gonna talk to them about their timelines. We are only going to talk in our meetings about how they can develop to deliver at the new level of expectations. So we set those expectations. We talked only about their development. That's it for an entire year. And I will have to tell you, it was not slow because they felt like they were sprinting. Yeah. But the transformation that happened, and I think every human being can relate to this. When you have a person, especially at work, who invests in you as a human being, not for the benefit of their company, but so that you can become better at who you are and what you do, that kind of an investment pays dividends because you're like, wow, you know, that's cool. You're talking to me about stuff that's going to like help me in life, right? Yeah. You're investing yeah. in me. So, so it becomes easy for them to do their development because it's related to a project. It becomes natural for us to talk about it because they are transforming as we're working um, and their engagement and their value goes way up. So that experiment, which I thought was going to start out to just be a few months, yeah. ended up being my approach forever. Um, so I, I would say that I, I would say it's not a soft skill because that's a word that is often associated with these kinds of things. Yeah. I would say it's not slowing down. I would say when you invest in your people, you don't have to spend your time because most of us don't enjoy spending the time in the weeds, right? We don't enjoy doing all of those things in all of that detail and running after people and finding out what's going on. You know, that's not, that's not fulfilling to everyone. So Spending time developing them and spending time with that people element is not intuitive because we're not taught it because we don't have skills that are strong in those areas, <clears throat> but it is absolutely so much more rewarding and yeah. it can help your organization go so much faster. I like, I like that story. That's a, that's, mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a good story. It's always good with personal. Um, yeah. So, but so is I, I, how big was that organization? If I can ask just, Oh, that was a global Global CPG, okay. global CPG, huge. Yes. So if it's a small or medium company, um, will that, will that succeed? Do you think in, in the same way? Um, because in, in smaller companies you have one person can have multiple hats on, right? Or multiple more responsibilities. So is that still feasible? You think it, it is absolutely still feasible. It's, it's probably more likely that, that, that would be successful because in smaller companies, um, you have the ability to move faster. You know, larger organizations have a lot of structure, but they are definitely constrained by yeah. process, by layers, by, you know, having the number of people to make decisions in a room is just really daunting. But smaller companies have decision-making quicker, they have less processes, and they have the ability to, to just move so much faster. So in a, in a call it small to medium-sized company, which are really then targeted with is does the leadership align with this approach right it's just like everything else if if your leader 
is not invested in this, then it's likely not going to happen. And that becomes more and more evident the smaller the company gets. Yeah. Okay. But uh, so in the world have changed a lot over the last now we almost see like two years, right? We're getting up to that. Mm-hmm. What What are some of the, the typical, or maybe not typical, more, more common mistakes that's happening right now in, in the in the businesses that that you see, you know, to be creative, be innovative, and have these changes. So, what what are what are some of the common mis- mistakes? So, I think we all probably got sick of that word pivot because <laughs> everybody was pivoting, right? So, so I think that folks with as much disturbance in the force, right? There's there's a lot going on in the world that shook everything up. Right. And when that happens, people tend to either stay the course, you know, and make some small adjustments, or they tend to kind of bop around like little popcorn kernels um, cooking on the stove. Um, And so many people are bopping around like little popcorn kernels. And that includes organizations and their strategy, but it also includes people and how many people are jumping to new jobs, jumping to new places. Some of that's fabulous for the reasons that they, you know, have that combine their personal and professional um, alignment better. <clears throat> Some people are just jumping because they can demand new things, right? Yeah. Because yeah. because the environment is such that that it's available to them. Yeah. So so I would say that the pivot for the sake of the pivot <laughs> um, is is a bad behavior. I, I would call it that. Um, you need to make sure that you're always focused in who your one customer or consumer avatar is. And are you still serving and feeling good about serving that person? Um, So a lot of what I've seen for the folks who need to shift is they've lost complete sight of who that person is. Um, They've lost sight of like, what are they delivering? They've lost sight of how to actually be meaningful with that person. So they are pivoting to try and figure out how to realign with that. Um, and that's largely required and, and in a good place. Yeah. Um, innovations, innovations follow trends and the trends completely turned on the head. So those companies that are able to put a stake in the ground and follow what they think is right are doing great. But for those that are waiting to follow trends, it, it's it's a little longer of a haul. I think we're seeing that in some supply chains right now because folks are having a hard time catching up. Yeah. So what's going on? Yeah, yeah. I I, I believe in in supply chain. Right. There's a lot of rethinking your strategy uh, in a new way that you're forced to. Like it's that burning platform that has been going on, um, and everybody's holding their breath as well to say, okay, what what should it look like, and where yeah. are we going? Um, what about so when when also changing in you know in the organization you you have the you have the 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 people on board that like saying yes you know we're all in you have the ones that are a little bit more resistant which is totally natural you know not everybody yeah. is jumping in and saying change so what what's a what's a good um, I don't know if you want to call it a setup, but but what is a good way? Because you want to have some that can drive the change, but you mm-hmm. also want to make sure you're bringing everybody. So how do you how do you pick these influencer uh, within mm-hmm. your company? So so let's let's remind ourselves that almost nobody loves change. Okay, so first off, almost nobody loves it. Okay, I I would consider myself an anomaly because quite honestly, change is how we grow. 
So I don't like it at warp speed. I don't like it all the time, but if I am too comfortable, it's time to start thinking about what needs to change. So, but, but most people don't love it. You're right. So at, at, in an organization, you are going to have a predisposition for a set of employees who do not love change, right? They don't love it. <clears throat> but you also have those same employees are typically the ones who really care deeply about how they deliver their work and they care deeply about how they do that for their end user or for their end customer, consumer, whoever it is. So tapping into their dedication and tapping into their delivery and their expertise is, is the way in to those folks who tend to not really love change, but who really truly care about what's going on with their employees. And, and doing that helps them see the need because we all know if we see the need, you know, making yeah. that change yeah. is a little more viable. Um, some of also what I've seen is that depending on the company, sharing the details, the full picture of the need, sometimes that's financial, sometimes it's information, sometimes it's data that only gets shared within certain subsets within an organization, sharing that broadly is really important to build a case for that group who tends to be resistant because often they're resistant because they don't have it, yeah. right? They're resistant because they don't know. And yeah. because they do care so much, it's hard for them to make the leap without it. Yeah. Um, and then you've got the folks who, who love it, who want to go and who are high powered. And those are the folks who need the skills to build within themselves that ability to be that point of difference, to be that point of change, to be the agent, the influencer within the company who can actually make it happen because they still need to remember that not everybody loves it. No, 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 no. I've seen, um, I think at one point where I had one that really didn't want to change or follow the process. Um, and this person asked good questions. And in the end, after a few months, she was actually the one following the process because she has mm -hmm. changed it. Not in, maybe not, she was not aware how she changed it, but because she gave so much feedback, we modified it and changed it because she had so many good questions. And in the end, she was the one that was the perfect following the process. Um, yes. And then she actually, I don't think she said she loved it, but, but, but I was just sitting there after like, yeah, right. She was the most persistent person. I gave her a lot of attention and she was actually the main contributor to, to, to make this process even better. Yes. Because you took her unique offering, her ideas. Yeah. Yeah. And you incorporated that into the whole. So that's a, a fabulous example of making sure that she was heard and making yeah. sure that you valued her contributions. So that's exactly the kind of thing that we work through with organizations. Yeah, but it takes it takes it takes time. I think that's that's you have to be honest about that as as, as well. Yeah. Um, so what are, you, you talked about trends before, and and we have companies waiting to see. So what 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 is what's going on right now? What are you seeing trending in? in all the different organizations, what's going on? I see a lot of technology transformation um, in, across a variety of different arenas. Um, a, a, lot of, a lot of people have understood through the last two years that technology is a huge enabler. So in companies for which that had been an obstacle, for which they had not 
wanted to move or thought it was important to move, that obstacle is all of a sudden gone and now they get it, they understand it. So now those projects to transform, um, however they offer, how, maybe it's how they do business, maybe it's how they internally work together, but those technology projects are absolutely ramping up and um, they're, they're sort of disgruntling some folks who may not be ready for that type of change, which is uh, an opportunity for growth, right? In certain areas. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's one thing. Um, I will say that um, supply chain, as you have mentioned, is another huge area. We've, we've through this past couple of years, have been um, introduced to how fragile so many of our supply chains are. And we now need to understand, do we want to live with that or do we want to change that? So I think the supply chain experts um, are, are really looking at, you know, what's the next, what's the next leap for them? What's the next innovation within that supply chain? Um, the other space that um, folks have been talking about is really banking, right? So when we weren't allowed to use money to buy stuff, physical paper or coin money to buy stuff, along with that same rise of Bitcoin, and I don't personally have a perspective on that, but the combination of not being able to use money and have to do everything electronically and yeah. not really even being able to hand somebody a card. Um, and then this, this sort of concept of fractional um, accounting is, is just, it's a fascinating area that, that I think is causing a lot of, a lot of change within that financial space that touches all of our lives. Yeah. So we're going to have like a new jump, right? And we'll be leaping. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. What if you now look back, right? Like 10 or, or 20 years ago, what, what will you give yourself like an advice? Because this is a, it's a tough one. But <clears throat> so I think um, we all have that lens of experience, which is great to have when we look back 10 years and you see so many things that you could have done differently. Um, I would say that I knew this 10 years ago, but I would say that now I know it even bigger. Um, this phrase of bold and balanced is a phrase that's been sticking into my head lately, because I think as we move forward, we tend to, especially women, I will say this as a, as a, as a gender, we tend to not be as bold um, as potentially we want to be, or as potentially as we could be. So I think that that opportunity and that need for a bold presence, a bold delivery, a bold set of influencing skills is super important. And it's also important to remember to balance that with the stuff we always used to balance it with, right? The facts, the data, the details, the, the, the what ifs, um, but, but the boldness of it is even more critical. So bold and balanced, I would say go bolder than you think you need to, um, keep the balance that you always thought you needed to have, but go bolder than you think you needed to, because that's what we need today. And I think that is something that I definitely would do differently if I was 10 years younger. <laughs> hey, but you have so much experience now, right? So <laughs> enjoy. Still time to go bolder. Still yeah, time to no. go bolder. <laughs> put it up so no 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 um thank you so much for, for being on the podcast if somebody wants to reach out to you how, how can they find you um so a website is rebelsuccessforleaders.com 
so they can check out a variety of stuff there. I would love to connect with people on LinkedIn. It's my primary social platform. So Charlotte Allen Food Innovator is how you'd find me there or search for Charlotte Allen Rebel Success. You'll find me that way too. So I'd love to hear from your listeners and, and understand their, their needs and concerns. That'd be great. Perfect. And I will put links in the in the notes as well and on the mindinnovation.com. So it's easy to link up to you as well. So thank Wonderful. you so much. I really enjoyed it today. I enjoyed it too, Sana. It was great talking to you today. If you enjoyed this podcast, maybe you'd like to hear more, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure also to check out our website, mindtheinnovation.com. And remember, stay curious and keep learning.